you are going to encounter people who are going to say, you can't have a prosperous economy if you have environmental protection. That's false. This is Todd Wilkinson, a journalist and author who has spent the last 30 years writing about the complexities and controversies characteristic of environmentalism in the American West. Conservation is going to persist. It has to necessarily pay for itself. Wilkinson is describing billionaire, humanitarian, and eco-capitalist Ted Turner's philosophy on conservation. Wilkinson has interviewed Turner numerous times over the last 25 years and recently released a biography entitled Last Stand, Ted Turner's Quest to Save a Troubled Planet. Ted Turner launched CNN, the first 24-hour global news network, in 1980. He is now a billionaire and owns 2.2 million acres of land, making him the second largest landowner in America. He owns a private conservation empire built on slaughtering animals and paying less in taxes. Todd Wilkinson sits in a barn on the Flying D Ranch in southwest Montana. It is a chilly morning in autumn, and fog envelops the Spanish peaks in the distance. It was pure romantic. He had no profit motive. Wilkinson is explaining Turner's motivation behind native bison reintroduction on his ranches. As he talks, I see furry bison figures emerge over a rolling golden hill. Turner purchased the 113,000-acre Flying D Ranch in 1989 for $21 million from a man named Bobby Shelton. Shelton intensely grazed cattle on the land for years, leading to stream environments trampled and muddied and upland areas devoid of vegetation. When Turner bought the ranch, he aimed to restore and rewild the land. Step one, kick off the cattle. Step two, bring back the quintessential beasts of the Great Plains, the bison. There is not enough conclusive data to firmly say that bison are more environmentally friendly on the land than cattle, but it is generally accepted that bison rest less in riparian wetland and shaded habitats. Cattle tend to deposit paddies, slurry, and browse these fragile and important environments. In addition to being the United States' national mammal, bison are also native to North America, which means they are more resistant to predators and adaptive to changes in climate. Ted started buying properties, putting all these bison on the properties, and then all of a sudden this year came along where you couldn't even give a bison calf away to anybody. This is Danny Johnson, the Flying D's foreman. Turner likes to say that Danny went from shoveling shit to dishing it out, as Danny went from a substitute horse caretaker to manager of the Flying D throughout his 25-year career with Turner. So he had to create his own outlet, and that's when he partnered with George McCarroll and created that outlet, Ted's Montana Grill. Johnson explains how Ted's Montana Grill franchise began in 2002 and now boasts 45 restaurants across the country. 
The bison-centric restaurants serve bison meatloaf, bison burgers, bison pot roast, and bison nachos. There are taxidermy bison heads mounted to the walls and red and white checkerboard napkins on the tables. The grills have made bison meat popular, creating demand for Turner's animals and incentivizing herd growth amongst other ranchers. 80% of our revenue is directly from the bison itself. This ranch does stay in the black, in fact, well enough to pay the expenses on the other three ranches here in Montana. America's dependence on meat is bringing in great revenue to the Flying D. The Flying D ships their cattle to Brush, Colorado, where they are slaughtered. The meat is sold to grocery stores like Whole Foods and restaurants like Ted's Montana Grills. Killing animals to support conservation, not your conventional environmentalism model. Trust has the goals of preserving his ranches as open space, doing conservation work into the future, and allowing the ranches to generate enough revenue so that it can pay for itself. Cruz has been working with the Nature Conservancy to create the Turner Conservation Trust, a new private land designation model that is more flexible and less restrictive than a traditional conservation easement. The trust allows up to 10% of the land to be developed and decreases the estate tax. Historically, most conservation work in the American West has occurred on public lands. It is funded by taxpayers and managed by federal and state land management agencies. In my opinion, that's not a sustainable model, especially when we have a national government, federal government, that's running a deficit like it's running. Something's got to give at some point. Get the sense with entitlement programs that we have, conservation and natural resource sorts of things are going to get the short end of the stick. With climate change altering landscapes and continued budget cuts to public entities and land management agencies, we can no longer rely on public lands or public funding to do conservation work. If the kids thought that they were inher inheriting barrels of red ink with the ranch, they would be far less inclined to want to continue on the legacy. So Ted realized if we're going to be able to carry on this stewardship stuff, we've got to make it profitable, and the, the best way to do it was through bison. Wilkinson emphasizes a concept integral to Turner's model of conservation. If an individual is not personally interested in doing environmental work, there must be an economic incentive to motivate them to become or stay involved. Long-term conservation relies on people. Their motivation could be to restore a degraded landscape, it could also be to make a living. Every once in a while, as in the case with Ted Turner, it is both. For National Public Lands Radio, I'm Hannah Tretanero.